0: Greetings from Blowing Rock, North Carolina, deep in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and from this beautiful Summer Chapel Blowing Rock Methodist Church. Uh, It operates on Sunday mornings in June, July, August, and September, and I have the privilege of preaching here. Prior to this, I was your neighbor for about 10 years when I was the pastor at Marble Collegiate Church down on Fifth Avenue. So it's great to be preaching in New York City again today, even if I am doing so from 600 miles away. I participated with your church during the COVID lockdown. Uh, On Sundays, I would go online and watch Steve's brilliant sermons. And then I was part of the Zoom group, the adult forum, so superbly led by Nicole Armstrong. We studied the book of Job. So it's good to be back with them and with you. Let me tell you about the first time I ever met Steve. I just moved to New York City. I was told by somebody, you are now the pastor of a New York City Avenue church, so you need to dress like it. I have no idea what prompted that advice unless it were my accent and somebody thought, well, anybody that talks like that's gonna show up for work in overalls and a straw hat, no idea. But Steve reached out and said, come up to Christ Church Meet me for lunch. Let's get to know one another. So on a cold, snowy day, I made my way up there, and I was dressed in the way I'd been told, uh, a top coat, a navy blue suit, a crisp, starched white shirt. I'd bought a power tie from Brooks Brothers, and I sat there waiting for him in my New York City Avenue preacher uniform and the door opened, and suddenly here came Steve. And of course, the first thing you see is that glorious hair and the glasses. And then I noticed he was wearing a sweater, blue jeans, and a leather jacket. And I thought, I'm going to like this guy. And I did, and I still do. So it's great to be in this church so capably served by Steve and Nicole and all your staff and and uh, to be with all of you who worship there. Let's take a look at two storm stories from the Bible, one from Hebrew Scripture, one from the Gospels. Stories separated by centuries, but the content is very much alike. The first is a story of Elijah on Mount Horeb. You know how the story goes. He was running from Queen Jezebel. Uh, he had been involved in an encounter with 400 priests of Baal, and he had won that uh, encounter handily, as you recall. He wasn't afraid of 400 priests of Baal with their swords and their followers and their fans. He wasn't afraid of King Ahab, who was weak and incompetent and not very bright. Leaders like that don't stick around long. But when it came to Queen Jezebel, he was scared witless. And when he heard that she had made the threat, I will spill Elijah's blood even as he spilled the blood of my prophets. Elijah started running and he didn't stop for 40 days. And that's where we find him on Mount Horeb where he is shaking in his boots. He feels like his whole world is exploding and crumbling at his feet. And that's what that symbolic language is about where it talks about earthquake wind and fire. Everything is toppling in on him. Fast forward a few centuries and we find the disciples uh, crossing the Sea of Galilee at night to link back up with Jesus. This comes at the end of a very long day where they have been dealing with the needs of 5,000 men plus women and children. So how many is that? 10, 12,000 people? Who knows? We just know that they were tired after meeting the needs. People came sick. They came bringing their injured or ill loved ones. They came with those who were demon-possessed. They came hungry. And at one point, Jesus said, "Uh, you're going to have to serve the tables. If you've ever been in the service industry and worked in a restaurant, imagine the night when you've got 12 people waiting tables and 10 or 12,000 show up for dinner. Well, the disciples are worn out as they are crossing the Sea of Galilee when suddenly, unexpectedly, a violent storm arose and began to toss their boat from one wave to the next. They were sure they were going to drown. You've been there. You know what it feels like when you think your mountain is going to blow up or your ship is going to go under. You know how it feels to be caught in a storm. And during this winter, spring and summer of our discontent, who has not felt that way? With coronavirus pandemic on one hand, the DC craziness on the other, which is only gonna get crazier as November approaches. David Brooks uh, wrote in the New York Times and uh, referred to a study that was done that said, currently, 71% of Americans, blue, red, purple, Everybody, 71% of Americans are angry about what's going on in our country. That means that they get up in the morning and read the paper or come in in the afternoon and turn on the news and they feel like my mountain is blowing up, my boat is going under. So we know, don't we, Uh, whether you're talking about what's happening in the world or what's happening in your own life. We know what it feels like to be caught in a storm. But the stories don't end there. The stories instead say that the threats to our well-being and our inner peace are temporary, but in the midst of the storm, there is a presence that is permanent and brings us peace. These stories say that sooner or later the storms end And that's when we find the one who has been with us the whole time. Elijah on Mount Horeb, finally the earthquake, wind, and fire died down. The smoke cleared. And that's when he heard the whisper of a still, small voice. Elijah, I'm here. I've been here the whole time if you'd paid attention. And I heard you crying out, I only I am left and they seek to kill me. It's not really true. I've been busy back in Jerusalem putting together a pretty good team to protect you against Jezebel. Let's say we've got Jehu and Hazael and Elisha and 7,000 others. And then, Elijah, there's me. I've been with you in the storm and I'll be with you in Jerusalem. The disciples, when the boat was being pitched from one wave to the next, they saw a figure walking across the waves. Simon Peter said, I think I know who it is. And he called out, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come to you on the water as you are coming to us. And Jesus basically said, "Uh, okay, go for it. Whereupon, always impetuous, Simon Peter stepped out of the boat, took two or three steps, and then something happened that Jesus probably knew was going to happen. Simon Peter began to focus on the storm instead of the Savior. And that's when he started to go under. But by that time, Jesus had reached him pulled him up to the safety of the boat whereupon the storm ended, and suddenly Simon Peter got it. The disciples, all of them, figured it out. That while Simon had been struggling to make his way through the storm to Jesus, all that time, Jesus had been making his way to Simon Peter. Very recently, I heard two statements made within 20 minutes. One was from a guy on television. The other was from a man on a bench in front of an ice cream parlor with some of his family, I assume. The first man said, the greatest threat to democracy as we know it is Donald Trump. Twenty minutes later, I hear this man on the bench in front of the ice cream store say to his family, what's wrong with America right now is Nancy Pelosi. Those are pretty polemically different points of view, and a lot of people feel both of those ways, and they feel it with passion and anger and fear. Well, I mentioned to a friend of mine, a a clergywoman, uh, as they say, of a certain age, meaning she and I are contemporaries, a a woman who has been around long enough to see a lot of crises, global, national, personal. I mentioned those two statements, and she smiled. She said, you know, Michael, there's a lot of worry. There's a lot of fear, there are a lot of problems, but she said, you know what I believe? I believe that in a couple generations, Trump, Pelosi, all the people in the headlines now will be nothing more than answers to obscure questions on high school history exams. But the world will still be kneeling before the one of whom it is said he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, she was not minimizing what we are going through. Uh, She was not dismissing the fears, stress, or strains that any of you, that anyone may be feeling. She was simply saying storms come uh, from a variety of sources in a variety of ways. But when they come, eventually they pass. And in the midst of the storm, there is a permanent presence a still small voice, a figure walking across the ways who brings us peace. When New York City was the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic, a woman in upstate New York who lives in a a retirement residential community, her daughter is in the city, Uh, this woman contracted coronavirus uh, in that retirement community, and she became very seriously ill Obviously, her family couldn't visit with her. Uh, they could only see one another by uh, FaceTime, and they sent text on cell phones. Uh, she survived, but when it appeared that she would not, at the very worst of her illness, that mom sent her daughter a text, and the daughter read it, and she shared it with others. The mother said this, do not be afraid, I'm not. God has been with me every day of my life. And I can feel God's presence right here, right now, as I'm struggling with this illness. And even should I die, you will know that I have gone to be with the one who always came to be with me. Doesn't it remind you of the words of the United Creed? In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. There's the faith of Elijah and of the disciples in the boat on the Sea of Galilee and of my friend the clergywoman and of that aging lady in the residential community in upstate New York and of all the saints of all the centuries. Storms come. But when they do, when the earthquake, wind, and fire is exploding around you, if you listen, you'll hear the whisper of a still, small voice. And if you look, you'll see a figure walking to you across the waves, and the voice will say, don't be afraid. You're my child. I love you. I'm here with you. I'm here for you, and whatever you face, you will never face it alone.